0: I'm Mike. Uh... Grant? Hello? Come on Grant, this is when you say, I'm Grant! You're ruining the bit! Huh. I guess I'm by myself this time. Well, the show must go on. Guess I can come up with something to do. Here at the MacGuffin Factory! Well, you may have noticed by my snappy little intro there that things are not as they usually go here in the podcast. Beginning of the month was wrought with complications for yours truly. Now, they've worked out, or at least are in the process of being worked out, but that got in the way of our usual recording schedule. At the end of the month, it got complicated by the arrival of Grant's new baby boy. So, congratulations there, Grant, but... I'm real slow to take a father from his newborn child, so I'm throwing a bit of an audible here so that he can enjoy all those precious moments while recovering from all that lack of sleep. Normally on this podcast, we pick a theme and create story items, you know, people, objects, events, etc., that drive story. These can be either for the sheer joy of storytelling or the context of tabletop role-playing games, which is a bit of a specialty around here. However, because it's just me today we're going to try something a little different. Me listing a bunch of bizarre items that you can branch off from or put into your own story in your own worlds sounds basically like an episode of Welcome to Night Vale, except your narrator wouldn't have nearly as much talent as they do. So instead, I'm going to share with you some of the tools I use in writing and world building, especially for those moments when I I just don't know where to start and I don't have that, that first idea. If MacGuffins are items, people, and events that drive story, then consider these pre-Guffins. The things that start the story off and help you figure out what items, people, and events are deserving of being chased. Normally we tell you that you should keep a pencil and paper on hand just in case inspiration strikes. This time though, I'm going to make it easy for you guys and just put links to whatever I mention in case you want to find it. That said, let's get started. Since this is a podcast that's at least tangentially related to the gaming world, I figured I'd start off with something simple. Something that all of us can do, and it requires no outside resources. Even if you're the biggest min-maxer around who plays games solely for the joy of crunching bigger numbers, your character in an RPG has a story. They have a way they fit into the world. Now for folks like me... We, can, we come to the table with pages and pages of backstory. Occasionally, I like to double back on those stories and focus the attention off of my character and onto something or someone else. If my character trained at a certain school, who else attended that school? Who founded that school? Does my character have a nemesis? Well, what brought that nemesis into opposition with my character? Where did they come from? What some people love and some can't stand about Tolkien is that he spends a lot of time developing histories for places that never even really appear in his books. In this one, you're basically embracing your inner Tolkien. Tell the story of something or someone else from your story. See it from their perspective and see what branches out from that. Now, on this site and in our ministry, we try to to put equal time, or maybe not equal time, but at least a decent amount of time in both board games and role-playing games. Mostly because of the fact that people coming to see us play board games and role-playing games. Now, you may be asking yourself, clearly Mike can't relate everything in life to a board game. I'm sorry, I'm about to ruin that hypothesis. There are many storytelling games out there right now, and I guess pretty much any of them are possible for this, but in the the realm of telling stories and and getting ideas to create your world and create your people, I don't think there's any one that is better than a card game called Once Upon a Time. This is literally a stack of cards filled with story prompts. That's basically all the game is. You're telling stories with each other. Granted... At least in its current iteration, you're pretty much only dealing with fairy tale tropes like castles and dragons. But if you want to tell a story in some other kind of context, a little bit of pruning really would open up your options to any number of contexts. Now, when I decide to write using this method, I usually deal myself between four and six cards randomly. The Cards basically become the story. They're people, places. They're weird actions, weird descriptors. And what's really interesting is is that you deal out enough cards and say, all of these cards have to be involved in my story. It can force you out of what you normally write about. Those normal places that you go to, the, the tropes of your own style. It can break you out of that and force you to create stories that include stuff that you never would have thought you'd ever write about. This game is a small game, and with a relatively low cost, it might be a good tool to pick up for your toolbox. If you're listening to this, you have access to the internet at some point in your day. As such, you have access to a vast amount of visual imagery. Pictures are a small portion of a story, captured and kind of set aside for a moment. If you look at a picture, you can remember the story. You may know the person involved. You may remember where you were, what the air smelled like, what time of day it was. You know the story of that picture already. But if you take an image you know nothing about, you get to make up the story that it's part of. You may have watched our YouTube channel and seen us playing Victoriana. Before Dove, my Russian bear man, ever swung his hammer... I was looking up Victorian-era blacksmiths. I studied their faces, their hands. I used what I saw to form Dove's personality. The world is full of interesting images just dying to be explored. If Google Images isn't your thing, I might recommend either looking into a website called Retronaut, that's basically a repository for I couldn't even tell you how many historical images from around the world... I can also, going back to that stack of cards concept, the game Dixit lives and dies on its artwork. They actually sell packs of just the art cards as expansions for the game, but you can actually use them in this context as well. Uh, Drawing out a random image can basically be the prompt for your world, the prompt for your story. I challenge you to find a more eclectic bunch of beautifully made, Weirdly inspiring images than a pack of Dixit cards. It's well worth a pickup. Finally, when I make characters and stories, and especially in games, I love random name generators. By entering in a couple different parameters, you can have a list of a hundred first and last name combinations ready to go at your fingertips whenever you need one. Speed and convenience, however, don't have to be the the only factors when using a name generator. There are countless reasons to choose a name. A family member, a celebrity, even just liking the way it sounds is a valid option. But names can have a huge effect on the way we see people. For an example, if I say the name Agnes, what do you see? It could be any number of things, but there's something there just by mentioning that name, isn't there? Random name generators feed you options for any number of stories. Maybe somebody hates their name, viewing it like a curse. Maybe they hear great stories of the people they were named after or inspired to do likewise. Maybe John Smith just embraced the banality of his everyday name and set about the business of mundane existence because it just seemed to suit him. You'll never know what these stories might hold until you ask them and build a story around them. So there we go, folks. Like I said, I'll be putting up links to the websites and tools that I referenced in this episode in the show notes. When you get a chance, go ahead and check them out. I know they're going to be helpful, and at least I think they're going to be helpful. I know they are for me, and I hope you think so as well. As always, if there's any kind of MacGuffin that you've heard from our past episodes that causes you to create some kind of story element in your writing or your game, please let us know. We absolutely go nuts when we get people sending us stuff that they've created because they listen to our episodes. It's an absolute thrill and a joy. You can leave them in the comments or you can email us. I know I get my email at mike at inroadsministries.com. I look forward to hearing them. Particularly for this episode, if there is a pre-Guffin, as I've come to term them, uh, that you use that you find particularly helpful, I am always up for finding new ways to make awesome happen. So again, leave that in the comments. I'd love to see the process that you guys use to create your own story and, and elements and NPCs and any of the stuff that makes this happen. Next month, I believe the plan is that Grant is going to come back. You'll, it'll be more business as usual. We'll be back to cranking out story ideas. And you won't have to listen to me so much just kind of rattling these things off. Guys, I look forward to seeing what you're going to create. We'll see you next month. And never stop telling your stories. The MacGuffin Factory is produced by Inroads Ministries under a Creative Commons share-alike, non-commercial license. Find more MacGuffin Factory episodes and other great podcasts and articles on the web at inroadsministries.com. Our intro and outro music is Wyvern by Ray Rude, used under license and available at freemusicarchive.org. Find more of Ray Rude's music at needledrop.co. And remember, no matter the setting, no matter the medium, we all tell our stories together, so make them worth the telling.